Welcome to Strategy in Perspective. For many of us, the word theory may not be the fondest of words that we remember in the English dictionary, simply because theories are often looked at something that's far from reality and practice. However, theory does have a very important role to play. Theories are important to structure phenomena that we see and hear around us. And for managers, this also means that the parameters of the theory can be altered to gain more insights about the appropriateness of their managerial actions. In this series of podcasts, I will attempt to theoretically frame phenomena that we have recently read about in the popular press. By doing so, my goal is not only to highlight the importance of theory to practicing managers, but also to point out to academics the areas in which theory and the academic literature might lag behind practice. Hello, I am Anand Nandkumar, the Executive Director of Srini Raju's Center for Information Technology and the Networked Economy at ISB. I am also an Associate Professor of Strategy and Entrepreneurship at the Indian School of Business. For managers, strategy is all about developing and implementing ideas that bestow a sustainable competitive advantage to firms. What is competitive advantage? The idea of competitive advantage in layman's terms is simply the ability to outperform rivals not just once but for sustained periods of time. But then the question you might be wondering about is that where does sustained competitive advantage actually come from? But then before we talk about sustained competitive advantage, let's first talk about where competitive advantage itself comes from. One idea is that competitive advantage derives from resources that a firm might possess that are valuable, difficult to imitate, rare, and the firm is capable of making use of those resources. Let me simplify it with an example. For instance, if you were running a restaurant, Having a Michelin star chef on your payrolls might be a source of competitive advantage. And if you dwell deeper into why that might be the case, it's simply because the Michelin star chef is a resource that's very hard to find and to the extent that the chef cannot be hired away by your competitors, it is also a capability that is hard to imitate. Of course, since having a Michelin star chef is valuable for the restaurant, it also enables the restaurant to outperform other restaurants as well. What about sustainable competitive advantage? I might have alluded to that a little bit before, but nonetheless, the point of sustainable competitive advantage is simply the ability to beat your rivals over extended periods of time. One interesting news item that's been doing the rounds is about how battery manufacturers might be facing challenges going forward. These battery manufacturers typically manufacture acid-based batteries that are essentially used in the cars that we drive. Some of their stocks have recently witnessed a consistent decline over the last few months and some analysts look at this as just not a one-time event but somewhat of a terminal decline. Many in the popular press view this as an indicator of what might lie ahead for acid battery manufacturers. When you think about it, battery manufacturing represents just a small part of the entire automobile value chain. One reason why automobile manufacturers are not vertically integrated, that is, they don't manufacture their cars as well as the batteries, is because of several reasons. 
One reason why automobile manufacturers are not vertically integrated so that they also manufacture their own batteries as well as their cars is perhaps because asset battery manufacturers given that they manufacture batteries for a variety of cars might actually have scale advantages that a single automobile manufacturer may not actually have remember the idea of scale economies is just the fact that the average costs of manufacturing a product is lower since the manufacturer can produce a higher volume this may in turn be because of the large upfront investments that the battery manufacturers might have made and the equipment to manufacture these batteries the automobile manufacturer may not be willing to make these large upfront investments simply because the automobile manufacturer may not be really interested in the scale economies that the battery essentially provides also with asset batteries there may not be any apparent benefits from manufacturing automobiles let's say such as cars and the batteries together in other words there may not be any apparent scope advantages for an automobile manufacturer to backward integrate into manufacturing asset batteries so we spoke about two issues over here one is the fact that the asset battery manufacturers might essentially enjoy scale advantages the second one that we spoke about is the lack of scope advantages for an automobile manufacturer so that the automobile manufacturer does not deem it worthwhile to manufacture both cars as well as batteries for these two reasons battery manufacturing has typically been a separate activity and the source of competitive advantage has been driven by the ability of the asset battery manufacturers to manufacture batteries at scale now let's talk about the way forward the advent of electric cars seems like a huge disruption that might be making a lot of changes not only to automobile manufacturers but also for the battery manufacturers the advent of electric cars which looks pretty eminent at this point in time might have implications for the competitive advantage of acid battery manufacturers surely right if you think about it manufacturing lithium ion batteries which are used in electric cars might be a whole different ball game relative to manufacturing electric batteries but then there are other challenges that the acid battery manufacturers might need to overcome in the long term for instance the cases of tesla or other electric manufacturers other successful electric manufacturers like mercedes might suggest that there are apparent scope advantages for manufacturing electric cars as well as lithium ion batteries together since lithium ion batteries are crucial for the performance of electric cars the success of electric cars itself may crucially depend on the extent to which the lithium ion battery technology is very closely integrated with the car technology for instance perhaps this is also the reason why ola is investing in a large battery manufacturing facility near bangalore but then if all electric battery manufacturers decide to backward integrate into battery production as well one wonders what the competitive advantage of traditional acid battery manufacturers may be in the future also how difficult would it be for the acid battery manufacturers to acquire capabilities to manufacture lithium ion batteries and even if they successfully acquired these set of capabilities would they continue to have sustainable competitive advantage relative to the electric car manufacturers who also manufacture their own batteries maybe perhaps for these set of reasons the stock market does not seem to be very buoyant 
about the acid battery manufacturers itself. Another set of articles that has been doing the rounds is the cyclical nature of the newspaper industry, especially that of national dailies. For the longest period of time, given the large investments that are required for news gathering, right? Some of these national dailies have correspondents all over the world, including Russia, Ukraine, America, and you name it. Right? These national newspapers used to be a concentrated industry simply because of the large upfront costs that was required to gather this news. And because of this, there were very few players in this industry. And this, of course, enabled the national dailies to rake in a lot of profits. Over a period of time, with the growth of the internet and the advent of the broadband internet connectivity in India, circa 2014, Consumers have news, have started consuming news from a variety of channels, such as from online portals, and now increasingly through social media networks such as Twitter and Facebook. And if you think about these platforms, the news gathering function is apparently democratized, right? So people like you and me can essentially gather news and essentially post it in these forums. The apparent democratization of news gathering simply implies that the traditional source of competitive advantage for the national dailies, which was news gathering, which was the ability to provide trustworthy news to its customers, may no longer be a source of competitive advantage. In response to these changes in the environment, some papers like New York Times or even maybe the Times of India right, are looking to make better use of some of these alternative channels. They may not be essentially going down the path of democratizing news, but they are essentially trying to think about what might be their core value proposition given these changes. And a lot of national dailies are also grappling with the suddenly cyclical nature of their business as well. Suppose one wanted to structure these ideas from the perspective of theory, right? How would you do it? Theory suggests that the ability of companies' resources Remember, we spoke about resources and capabilities a little bit earlier. To bestow competitive advantage on firms is contingent upon the environment. In fact, a couple of my papers, my research papers, attest to this idea. In one paper, for example, we had shown in the context of the encryption software industry that when firms started to trade technology between themselves, in this case, encryption software technology, Technology per se became ceased to be a source of competitive advantage in that industry. On the contrary, the sources of competitive advantage moved from technology-based assets to other assets such as marketing capabilities of the firm. In another paper that I'm working on at the moment, we examine how technological convergence in an industry influences the source of competitive advantage of firms. We show that prior to the technological convergence, technology, once again broadly defined, was an important source of competitive advantage for firms. However, post-convergence, the sources of competitive advantage moved from technology to the ability to differentiate products and services in a market, aka product differentiation. Other papers also attest to the same idea. They show that the sources of competitive advantage in any industry might actually be fleeting and are likely to depend on the environment. So much so that when the environmental changes happen, the core sources of competitive advantage might also have to be rethought about by strategists and managers. 
both in the case of asset battery manufacturers as well as that of national dailies, environmental changes might be instrumental in muting the traditional sources of advantage. Moreover, the key to their survival now might actually be the, either the development of new capabilities or their ability to make use of their existing capabilities, but maybe in other settings or other industries. These said, there are several open questions as well. And in this podcast, we may not have the time to address all of those, but here are just a few. How should firms go about acquiring new sets of capabilities in response to these changes in the environment? Under what conditions should firms embrace some of these technological changes that are ongoing in the environment as opposed to staying away from them? Remember, an alternate choice might be to use existing capabilities in other settings and these need not be settings which uh, are the source of the environmental changes themselves. But for now, I hope that the theory of the contingency view of the resource-based view of the firm, which is the theory that I explained a few minutes back, puts these two news items in perspective. Thanks for listening.